Yeah, this framing's brilliant. I'm nearly centre of the screen. I love it. Oh, you can keep it. Just keep it. It's yours. Yeah. Be yeah. famous. Okay. Famous. Microphone's I'm on. I'm become an influencer now. Yeah, that's it. You, yeah. That's what. That's your new job description. Go, go change your CV. Influencer. Because apparently that is a job description these days, apparently. Oh, what I need to do is I now need to badger hotels with free rooms and demand companies give me free stuff. And I'll give them reviews. <laughs> You'll give them reviews. They yeah. didn't. They didn't completely. Suck. Tesla, if you want a good review for my channel, you know what you need to do. <laughs> I've always wanted a Model X. They look kind of cool. Oh dear! I take it these are mine. I'm not just stealing. <laughs> no, I, that's no, they're not yours. That's why I sit them over next to you, <laughs> just to be sure. Thief, thief, Look, we thief. know <laughs> podcast always does better with a small amount of alcohol. It is true. It is true. I need it for my nerves. <laughs> and while on podcast, hello, by the stuff of Graham Skazius. We're almost at 133 of the Rand Nerds podcast. Mm-hmm. 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 134 is going to be terrifying. Why 134? Well, because uh, oh, yeah, 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 I'm going to be wearing yeah. a suit again. Yeah, we'll both be wearing suits again. <laughs> yeah. And we wouldn't have been kicking anyone out of their homes. No, and all shall be revealed in two weeks' time. Well, actually, it's, it's funny you say that, um, because um, Inky stuffed up on a live stream the other night. Oh, no. Yeah, so people know. Uh, people know now. But then the Rad Nurse people won't know. No, they won't. So for so, you guys, it's still secret. Uh, yeah, well, no spoilers here. But I promise you, we're not evicting anyone from low-income housing. We could be. I'd love to, but... Um, not you know, today. Yeah, I mean, it's too cold out. I don't want to be that evil. It's windy. You know, people might blow away. I don't I've want to clean to, up their shit I've after that. Yeah, I've got to solve... After, straight after this podcast, I've got to go and back to the farm and just hope the pigs haven't blown away. Um, the wind pigs fly. Woo! Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. So like, there's we've already lost one hut in the weather. So I'm um, brutal. Yeah. So it's like I really hope it's all still in one piece, and I'm about an hour's drive away as it is, and uh-huh. I'm nervously thinking what I'm going to find when I get over there because by the time I get, I'll probably be gone midnight by the time I get there, and I'll have to have it all drive round, and it's like please have nothing <laughs> going because I really don't want to get up at midnight and spend two, three, two or three hours. Writing everything, and I have to go to bed to immediately get up again to Directly feed up, everything. Yeah. Good job. Don't do that. The joy of farming, the joy of stock. There's when no one wants to do it. <laughs> yeah. So it is like me. weak. <laughs> oh, there's a great be surprised how many youngsters come for, are coming through in farming. They're all, they're, they're some good ones amongst them. You say how many of them are sticking to it, though? Quite surprisingly, quite a few. Oh, really? Surprisingly, yeah. Um, they pretty early on, once they get the taste of it, you know the ones who are going to make it. Right. You know, you can see the ones who, when they sort of get stuck in, um, you can tell by how much they get stuck in doing it. You can see the ones who are going to make it. Are they all coming from the same college you went to, or or are they just wanting to Oh, various places. I mean, we've had, we've got a current work experience lad who's quite good. He's come from the college I went to. Mm-hmm. Um, we've had ones in the past who had nothing to do with the college I went to. They just, by chance, emailed farmers had kind of come along and do some work experience and they've come along and we've also had some useless ones um Ooh. some who we've had i, I, I won't no, i'm not gonna be listening we've had some really useless ones there for a few years back we had a really useless one who right. spent weeks and weeks and tried to convince the boss that 
she wasn't using any data up because she was just streaming, not downloading. Right, right. I think you've told this story before. Yeah, actually, I have. And I said to him, yeah, no, it doesn't work like that. Um, you yeah, clearly she, don't know how the technology works. No, she, yeah, she is, um, she didn't stick it. But you can tell once you aren't going to stick it. Mm. You can generally, you get, like, you get a feeling. Some well, people surprise you. Some people surprise you both ways. Some people you think who are really into it just, just fade away from it. And some who have, you think are never going to make it actually last. So it's not surprised. Um, it still surprises me though, because I mean, it's a thankless job. Oh, yeah. You know, um, it's not that they're going to get rich or fucking famous doing it, is it? No, oh no. No, there's not, there's not that many Bernard Matthews out there. I just, like I said, it just surprises me that people still, you know, really go in for it. It's a job you do because you enjoy it and not, and you love doing it. Not, you don't do it. But see, that's what I mean. I, I don't, I couldn't, I can't quite get into the mindset of people these days where they'd think they'd enjoy it because most people I meet these days are snivelly, whiny little bitches. Mm. Um, I mean, I'm thinking of most of the people from um, my circle of friends, um, my wife's circle of friends. Most of them would probably buckle day one mm. because they're wimps. The only one, like the only person I know that's even remotely like got the groove for it is you, <laughs> and that's it. It's like fuck. Yeah, I mean, it's. I mean, I think people who tend to go into it, you have to have an interest in animals. If you ain't got an interest in animal world, if you ain't got an interest in animals. You ain't going to go into stock. The two two things that attract people to farming, you have to have an interest in animals. Yep. And if you're going to go the route of being a vet or working vets or perhaps sort of like working for some animal care yeah. or you're going to find yourself farming's the other way to go or you have the like machinery because if you like machinery farming's a wonderful career to go into yeah, there's fine. lots of machinery lots of big machines that will kill you in an instant Marvelous. lots of machines that lots of machi- i mean i i go to the machine i'm not i don't i don't do apple farm i'm not really interested in apple farm but i do go like going to the machinery shows so i like looking at all the various belts and cogs and it's like oh look at that a few yeah, extra nuts and bolts on this model realize how complicated when you look at if you ever look at the side of a combine when it's been opened up and all the belts mm-hmm. and all these belts drive the whole internal machinery of this machine and that is such a complicated it's, it's i i love the engineering behind it it's yeah for sure so amazing how someone's thought of this and every little bit has to work together in time with each other it's not the same thing but i mean well it's kind of it's, it's um mechanical engineering and that i was i was one i was just kind of amazed at inky's sewing machine so inky got a, an old school um japanese made like factory level sewing machine and the fact that you could take the whole th- like there isn't a shred of plastic on the damn thing you yeah. can take the whole thing apart and see how it's all been put together fucking beautiful piece of work mm. for such a simple job i love mechanical devices mm. you know i spend a lot of time doing electronics i actually love putting a cart mechanical devices see yeah, how they all sure. work i mean if, if something breaks that's mechanical i it goes straight into the workshop and it's all pulled apart yep. no intention to actually repair it. just want to pull apart and see yeah, how, see how, it works and how it. simple some of these mechanisms are and how genius i mean you say sewing machines I have seen so many animations of how a sewing machine works. I still can't get my head around it. Mm-hmm. It's magical, still isn't it? it's still magic to me. I mean, it, I, well, I've watched so many things like I, you know, when you can you feel like you're on the cusp of understanding something. Yeah, as I like, I can almost understand this, but I can't quite get over that little hill. Yeah, there's some kind of, of magical going, leap of ah, faith going on here that makes, yeah. turns it from magical to pure mechanics. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I mean, but for such a simple job, moving a needle up and down or in a certain pattern, it's just like, 
wow, this thing is built like a tank. Yeah. And, you know, it's it was a sewing machine built back in the days when this thing was like a lifetime purchase. Whereas if you would say, my wife has a newer sewing, sewing machine um, and it's, it's plastic. And I'm like, you, you couldn't fix this. If anything no. went wrong, it's bollocks. No. You know? Oh, I follow a, a channel. Um, have you ever seen a channel AVE? Have you seen him? He's a, he does basically tool, tool strip downs. Okay. And he does mainly sort of power tools, but he does the odd strange thing. Usually, and he, um, and he showed uh, his wife's kitchen mixer that he'd broken. Yeah. And he pulled it apart. And the reason he broke it is there's like a, the little beta things. Yeah. There's a left and a right. And he put, it in. he put the one way he forced it in the one around, and when he actually opened up, he found what had broken was a small plastic tab retainer, and that tab he had broken it off, and that had basically meant the whole machine was now useless. I said, for however many cents that cost, that's, that's it; it's gone. Binned. You're not going to repair. Yeah, I think you end up sort of like sort of using some sort of like putty glue to sort of like permanently attach oh, sure, it. In. I get it. He found a way to fix it. But, it's, yeah. it's, it's grim though the way that a lot of stuff these days is just so throwaway mm. all of it you know yeah. back in the day you'd buy a tube TV and it'd last you know 20 years 30 years yeah. now you buy an LC, you know an LCD or LED backlit TV I think some it comes down to complexity you know so a lot of it comes down to ch- cheap production mm-hmm. it's cheaper to mould those things I mean you can sell them for a cheaper price yeah. but the downside is longevity Yeah. I mean that sewing machine how much did that cost now, if someone made that right now, yeah, it cost a fortune, exactly. And there's probably still people out there who do make those, mm. though. There's all the equivalent product probably still exists, but that's I think when people get confused, they look at like workmanship from 50 years ago. What they're, I think, they're forgetting is what they're seeing is the stuff that survived, yeah, all the stuff that broke and fell apart has been thrown away by now. Mm-hmm. So, in 50 years' time from now, the stuff people are going to be looking will be the stuff that survived. Mm-hmm. And all the cheap food mixes that are crap been thrown away. Yeah. So I think there's a bit of survivor bias. I suppose. Going there. But then just the idea that it was built, you know. But you say itself, it's a factory grade machine. They are naturally built to a lot yeah, higher for sure. standard. Yeah. I just, I wish more stuff was. I would be willing to pay more for something that's going to last longer. But it's yeah. just so hard to find unless but, you go yeah. up to the top. There is probably someone out there who does make those machines, you know, to that equivalent spec and to that standard. There's mm. probably someone out there who does it. I mean, it's like um, me and DeWald were talking about cars. And um, there was a, a a piece went in his car. It was a pipe. Plastic. Um, and the things that, it, like, you know, this kind of plastic wasn't supposed to have running through it, happened to have running through mm. it. I was like, so how much is that? How much does that pipe actually cost? That small piece of plastic, which, if it was a metal piece or whatever, it wouldn't have had any problems at all. Um, it was, you know, consumable effectively mm. at this point. About hundred odd quid. I was like, does your car work without that? And he's like, no, not really. I was yeah. like, that's just a case of complexity, though. They've got, we've had, people want so many features in the car. I mean, I'm the same. I like all sorts of tools and features in my car and some of the regulations. They need to have to do this. They need yeah. to have emission standards. They need to have ABS. When there's such a complicated thing, things are going to break. Yeah. <laughs> and But, I mean, do they have to be made? Does a part have to be made so poorly that it's going to break? Sometimes it's simply designed for mistakes that they missed so i'll give you an example um my friend experienced 
with his TD5 Defender. Hmm. Um, so they basically, TD5 Defenders, the um, wiring loom that goes to the injectors, hmm. that wiring loom runs past the oil sump, basically. What no one thought about was that wiring loom, which altogether is basically looks a bit like a plant and has capillary action. Hmm. And over time, it gradually soaks the oil up the wiring, in through the wiring loom, and then into the injectors. Ooh. And what happens then is your engine runs. The oil gets into your engine, and your engine then runs away. And that's your engine. Now, if you're not quick, that's your engine knackered. Mm-hmm. This was a known. This was a fault they discovered. There was not like to do it. So do you know what the solution was? And this is a typical Land Rover solution. I love it. They made the wiring loom a service part, and it became part of the service routine to replace it. Oh. So every other service, you had to replace this wiring loom. And they weren't expensive. They were about 30 quid. But well, that was... not an awkward thing to change? Though? No, it was in general, Luckily, it's at the top. So it's, it's right at the top of the engine. It's not too bad, actually, to do. Okay. And most people had started... Once the problem started being known, people started doing it anyway. Oh, they started to learn how to so, do it. Okay. But that was their solution. Cause they, mm. they, but later, the memoirs, they moved... They had this version of the engine. They moved it. Mm. But on those engines, they had to make it a service part. So, I mean, it's like, it, just, like, it just annoys me. Like, when I was talking to the board, it's like, yeah, the only place you can get this plastic pipe is from the manufacturer and it's because it's got material running through it that shouldn't realistically run through that type of plastic it's going to fail it will fail but all parts fail and what they're looking at they're going well on the average lifespan of yeah, the they don't have... forget they base vehicles on like a 10 year lifespan yeah. this is why I've always said I try and have a vehicle that's well by the time I get rid of it it's about 10 years old mm-hmm. because at that point things start to break yeah um, so I, do, I tr- and it means I have to pay more up front, but I, unless I have something go wrong, doesn't guarantee it. No, for sure. Um, I, I, I will just say that I just wish, um, my thing with products is I wish everything was made where I could buy each individual component so that I could repair the fucking thing. I'm sick and tired of having products that if a piece fails, you bin it. Yeah. Or, like with my laptop, um, that gaming laptop I bought, the fans started to fail in less than four months, and trying to get hold of replacement fans for that fucking thing yeah. is a nightmare. Well, the EU were going to bring in the right to repair hmm. and make it a, a law that you basically had to be able to buy spare parts for your products you're purchasing so you could repair them. Yeah. Um, I mean, obviously, that doesn't apply to the UK anymore. No. We ain't going to get that benefit anymore. Well. Uh, you know... Thanks, Leavers. Um, oh, God, I might not, didn't vote. No. Um, but, yeah, we but we're, we ain't got... So, who knows what happened to us. I mean, we might be lucky. It'll probably spill over anyway. Yeah. Or that's how they'll make their costs back. They'll send us all the shit products. And the rest of you <laughs> get the nice ones. Yeah. So. Anyway. Anyway, moving on. 15 minutes in, and we've not discussed anything computer-related. Nah, that's fine. Uh, we never... We Normally, we never do. No. No. Oh, can I share my cheat? I, I do. Um, oh, cheat something in this room. Okay, this is something very random. I'm excited. Now, I didn't. I didn't mention some podcasts, but I mentioned to you a few weeks ago mm. my achievement for the first time in my life. I had a fully painted Warhammer army. Yes, yes, you did. First time in my life, you seemed really psyched. Yep. And then I immediately bought another a new set of models to go with it, which is now mean it's no longer a fully painted Warhammer army. <laughs> but it's okay. It's only free. I can do them in any. Okay, evening. cool. Um, so this is my new thing. I do. I buy them, build them, paint them, done. Yeah. I had my first experience using magnets 
Oh, right, because you said you had, you'd have to drill and uh, insert these incredibly tiny little magnets. They're one mil by three mil. Yeah, it's a bit too... For they, my hands these days, I couldn't do that. They they were fiddly, to put it nicely. Mm. Um, I also got some five by fiddly, mil. you mean you bit through your fucking desk? No, yeah, a Confess. bit. A bit, because I somehow, you have to glue them with super glue. So no, actually, I felt I tell I found work quite well because they Kelsey come on like a they all stick together in like a long run. Mm. So what you do is you drill your hole, you put a very small amount of super glue in it, and then if you put them in, sort of slide the rest off. You can leave one behind. Okay. But the trick is to slide off and hold there with your think one finger while you drop the rest. They fall to the ground. Okay. Because so sure, sure. if you, you slide for a little bit, but then let go, they just go bink and spring back in. Okay. But yeah, I've. Got this model. I just had this vision of you having a fucking Warham model, like thirty magnets coming out of his hand, <laughs> like just a string of magnets, yeah. like a laser beam. Yeah, I have well, so I bought a model, and I, I'm for for the Warham player that it's a Tau Ghost Kill battle suit. Ooh, um, Rams a Tau player. I'm a Tau player. You've spoken about your love of Tau before. Haven't oh, you? I've spoken about Tau. Yeah, the the space communists. You know when the faction that is the space communists that have concentration camps and enslave people and they're the good guys, yeah, that tells you all you need to know about Warhammer. There you go. And it's, it's often stated that the Tau in any other sci-fi universe would be the bad guys. Mm. But in Warhammer, they're basically the good guys. Some of the goody two-shoots. And they've got cloven hooves, so I'm naturally drawn to them. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, they're, based, they're nicknamed the space cows. So oh. I'm naturally drawn to them, yeah. Anyway. Now you know why Ram's a farmer. His love of animals. So, yeah, got space cows. <laughs> I, I feel. I feel. I'm, I'm half tempted when, all our, when we finally say goodbye to some of our cattle. I might even keep the hooves so I can do some cosplay town. Oh, Christ. <laughs> good job. Yeah. I'm sure I can make some shoes for them. It's fine. Mate, I'll take the pictures. Because <laughs> so, there ain't no fucking ass. Yeah, I got it. I bought his magnets. So, thing one, you've got to bear in mind when you doing his magnets. Number one. Make sure you note you make a note of which polarity they are when you glue the two parts together. Because obviously, if your gun is got north and the machine's got north, they're just trying to go. Oh, the gun keeps flying away. Bing. And then they, they do fly away well. Um, but other than that, it was surprisingly easy. I was really impressed. I think one of which was tricky was a bigger gun was too heavy, hmm. so I used two magnets. Oh, okay. Now, trouble is you need to have two magnets. Is that lined up? You're lining them up is the problem. Or? Uh, it's more a case of the weight, basically. Oh, okay. It was too heavy, so one, it was all... No, I mean, like, if you had to apply two magnets, was the main issue having to line the two magnets up with what you were then putting into the other? That, not so much, because what you do is use cues of the moulding, so there's, like, usually it's, like, where they... Because the main glue together tight, they've actually got, like, an engineered part oh, which okay, locks okay, together. Okay, okay. So basically, it's like, okay, well, I'll use that corner there, and I know I can see the middle mold join is that's my that where they all cross oh. that's my marker and if I do the same on the other one that's going to be like that's not so bad mm. and you can always do one part first trouble is if you put one magnet in and yeah. super glue you then try and put another one in it wants to get joined to the one you've oh, already put sure, in okay. so you have to sort of super glue and hold it with the tip of your finger in the hope that you don't get stuck to the model yourself which often happens. Which can happen. I've achieved it, but yeah, I've got. I've can now swap all these weapons around, so it means I've only got to buy one model now. Oh, I bought right two on. of them. Now I have to ask because you told me about them last time. Um, are you still using Goblin Gaming for your? Yeah, I oh, saw so these recent posters came from there. Yeah. I am desperately looking to um, to get a full Blood Bowl set from there. Uh, by the way, my daily vlog viewers, the handful, Annie specifically, um, has mentioned. 
rocking. You can get a full set for a you know like it was a hundred and something euros. In so, the end. Uh, yeah. I think there might be some Blood Bowl games going on overseas. Ooh, so um, marvelous, and I'll be getting a set as well. Do you this think, is nice because we talked about it last time. But do you mm. think we should see if we can get Blood Bowl in for the live for the twenty four hour live stream? Mm. Yes. Yes, I do. I fucking do. In fact, I will invest in a set of teams. I mean, I'll be getting... Um, well, I'll buy a team. If, you buy, if, if you're getting the game, I'll buy a team. Sure. Um, so I've got to get... For Chalky, I want to get him one day, uh, the, like a newer Skaven team. Because years yeah. and years and years ago, back when we were in high school, he gave me his, his Skaven team and he completely forgot about it. Let's face it, Skaven's where it's at. Skaven he are... fucking... He loves Skaven. I mean, I had my own set of Skaven. But because um, he had no one to play Blood Bowl with other than me at the time. So Skaven v Skaven. Yeah. What comes in the, the um, base set? What do you get? What art teams do you get? Uh, humans and Orcs. That was always the traditional, that was the combo set, yeah. even way back in the day. Blah, See, blah, blah. Orcs probably my second choice. If I didn't have Skaven, Orcs probably my second choice. I like Orcs. I always so. played Orcs. Yeah. Orcs were my main, were my main guys. Um, mm. I had, back in the day, my teams, the teams that I owned, and I owned a few, and I obviously had Orcs and Humans because I had a, a starter set. Because I actually played Blood Bowl in high school. Um, and I was one of the few people that actually owned the game. Um, so some people would just go after school and play. Because uh, I was a fucking nerd. No two ways about it. Um, a nerd with fucking long hair and uh, and listen to heavy metal, but still. Um, yeah, I, um, I had the base game. So I had Orcs and Humans. Uh, I then had uh, Dwarfs. Halflings, Skaven, I might have had a couple of other teams and some star players, but um, those are the fucking main ones. Halflings are hilarious. Fucking hilarious. Setting up a, like, setting up a team of halflings versus dwarfs. Oh, I would cry laughing. So yeah. just, it was pathetic. I'll pick up a team. If you're going to get a set, I better pick up a team. I might, just just for the laugh of losing like every match, I'll go Halflands. I might go Halflands just for, just for oh, the shit. Bad. Well, they're weak as fuck, so unless you can gang up on, on you know, you need to like have three or four Halflings on a regular humans. <laughs> so, not very well balanced then? Or do you, are you just not very good at playing Halflings? Um, they're just weak. So, I mean, you don't, you don't go for combat. I mean, like, Skaven, they're pretty weak, but they're fast on their feet. Halflings don't really have anything going for them. So you could always buff Halflings by... There's, um... I can't remember the, the character's name, but there is a, a star player that's universal. And he's one of the few star players that will play on any team. Uh, so it doesn't matter if you're rocking undead, humans, orcs, whatever... This one character has, like... It's a free agent for all teams. Like So if you bought a, a vampire... Um, star player, you'd have to put them on an undead team if um, if you Which were to sense. pick like Cyborg, he would play on the Orc team, but this one guy would play on every fucking team. If you had that guy on the team, not a problem. Um, although I will say, playing Halflands once, um, I actually whooped that guy. I killed that star player with my Halfling team in a match. Fucking hilarious. See, a little bunch of halflings just fucking mug this guy that's like nine feet tall. It's great. Well, I'm visioning. You've never, do you ever play... I know you didn't like Bioshock. Do you ever play it to the end? No. There's a bit at the end where, like, it goes a bit weird at the end. And basically... What, uh, Might and Magic weird? Uh, very weird. Right. The main bad guy 
ingests Lol Adam. He basically turns into like this Atlas type figure, mm. and he's on the screen. He's this huge muscular guy, and all the little sisters. You defeat him, you shall weaken him. And all the sisters just jump on him, and they all just sit there. About fifty, fifteen of them, just fifteen of them, just sit there with their needles, just jabbing him. Yeah, that's basically, uh, that was basically uh, the group. It's, my it's so funny. It's sort of like this sort of terrifying moment. But it's just so funny watching him getting jabbed and stabbed, and all his little sisters saying, "Game, game." <laughs> that, uh, <laughs> that was basically my halfling team, basically yeah. star player. I love Blood Bowl, and and you know any opportunity. Is I get there to a play Tau player. team in it? No, oh. not that I'm aware of. Oh. So, you know, sorry, man. Although I do remember, um, I do remember one guy uh, back when I, I used to play Blood Bowl in high school. He um, wrote an entire stat sheet out so that he could have an Ultramarines um, Blood Bowl team. How? What did he base them on? Oh, fucking no! It was stupid as all fuck. They looked dumb. They played really. How how I say how do you balance it? Well, let's just say here's balance. <laughs> Go on. Because Space Marines are jokingly made out that they're not that balanced to the point that people say that to be honest, it feels like when you read the Space Marine Codex, it must have a rule that says at the start of the match, roll D six on a two plus you automatically win. Yeah, that it, was it, it feels that's what it should be. That was kind of the groove with this blood bowl team. It's like you motherfucker. Yeah. Well, I actually remember um, I took part in a Blood Bowl tournament once, and the um, the top two teams I think were Undead and Human. Um, human only literally because the the guy that had the Human team had a star player that anything over a one would start a chainsaw, and any um, any player he decided to blitz would instantly they were they were dead. They might as well just be fucking dead. Um, they would instantly go straight the fuck down. You didn't have to worry about rolling. Like, oh, good, roll the d6 to see if I knock him on his ass. It's like, there was a modifier on it with the chainsaw started that would just... And it would run all match. All fucking match. So you only had to roll it once. All match. He runs up to a player. Rolls a fucking d6. Fuck it, just take him off the pitch, mate. He's won. <laughs> yeah. Gee, fuck. Have you ever played normal Warhammer? <laughs> um... No, but I've had some of the models. Perhaps I'll pick you up on normal Warhammer. Normal Warhammer. With normal scale. I'll I'll lend you my fully painted Space Marine army. (laughs) And you can have a go against my Space Cows. Space Cows. It's, um, yeah, um... We're going to have to have some Blood Bowl games. I think we should like run a, a tabletop tournament at some point. I would like to see a D&D game played here. Well, um, we discussed it before. Yeah. It? I will say for the first few games, I won't play. I have a character. I already have a, uh, a character um, kind of plotted out. I, still, back, I have as well. <laughs> Backstory and everything. Likewise. Because um, I sat, actually sat here with Bard one evening. Because Bard kept on trying to invite me to one of his D&D groups. And I was like, man, I ain't got time to fucking sit down and do a whole D&D campaign. But just for the lols, we rolled, um, we rolled a character. I think it was for um, D&D, the new one, 5. Five, yeah, it would have yeah. been five. Um, I mean, I've got all the... F- I, I was so into the idea of potentially playing, like, you know, just getting everyone around for one night. Um, I've bought... Because um, you were there, weren't you? I bought the Dungeon Master's Guide yeah. and, and the Monster Manuals and stuff like that. And um, Well, what we could do if you want, because I Dungeon Master. Mm-hmm. If you want, I could run a one-shot, one-shot if you want. Mm-hmm. 
get a few we mates do. around and I can run a one shot like for two or three hours. Yeah, I think I think we should do that at some point. And just have a laugh. Yeah, just for lols. Yeah. You know what I really want to do? Play Neverwinter Nights again. They've released that on Nintendo Switch, but Bard says it's been feminazi, so... Yeah, but that's Bard. Yeah. Well, I think they have changed a fair bit for the enhanced editions, but... Fuck, mate, Neverwinter Nights in my pocket? Yeah. I'll take it. Like, they could have the dildo brigade in it. I don't care. It's probably got one character. It's probably got an extra female character in it, and that's a feminine. Yeah, that's, pre- that's pretty much it's it. Like, oh, there's um, a female character who has opinions. <gasps> oh, my God. Oh, no, it's feminine. Oh, one I, have to, I, have to, I have to laugh because okay. the game I've been playing, Segway. <gasps> oh, good job. Yeah. I would high five you, but. I was reading, uh, after I played it, I was reading through the guide. Someone put a guide up on Steam because I failed miserably oh. I'm in the guide up on Steam and it's all it's talking about the characters at the very end it's basically male character male character male character and then female character said I guess the feminists won they've added this female <laughs> character like, dude there are six characters one of them is a woman that's not even proportionally representation wow. so uh, let's, let's say the feminists no, won to, 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 to make it even I'm worse, hoping though. it was a joke to make it even worse you then say well that's gangbang territory right there the oh. feminists didn't win at all yeah. <laughs> I'm hoping it's a joke but you never know. There are some strange, strange people out there who have some very strange views. Unfortunately, there's a strange bunch of gamers with some very strange views. Yeah, they're, they're the strange neckbeards that live in their grandma's basements or wherever. A woman, can't... burn it, burn it! Ah! Oh my god, it's got a I've vagina. never seen one in real life. <laughs> yeah, that's the except my mother. No, they don't even see their mums, mate. They scream at. She them brings pizza down for me. They push it under the door. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. they push it into my dungeon look we've established this that since Justy and Amazon exist and Steam exists a PC gamer never leaves well, no, the house just, see if we were like America where you know like, they have the basements with the, like the little window the little latch you know you always see it in the, the stereotypical yeah. American thing where they have the window that lifts up for the basement if the average American gamer fucking like fucking neckbeard is living in their mother's basements they don't see anyone they don't even see the delivery driver the fucking thing just pops up and the pizza gets pushed through like a fucking slot to <laughs> feed like the a prison cell yeah shumf 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 it's like they refuse to like they're, they're, they're sat there in their cloak <laughs> they refuse <laughs> to fucking answer the door yeah they're That's playing the, their computer they dress up as a character to play in the computer game and they have to have it pushed through the fucking thing they won't even like even if you try to open the fucking hatch to go down the stairs they won't go there. You have to. They scut- no, once you open the hatch and they scuttle into the darkness. And you go down, it's like a spider. <laughs> just scuttles into the darkness and you go down there. It's like, yeah, James? James, are you down here? You will refer to me <laughs> as Lord Whatever. Like, <laughs> you'll to me as Lord Hathor. <laughs> it's like, oh my God. Master of, of, du- of Dunamation. And you're all like, oh. Oh no! You're one of oh, those. Oh dear. Okay, dear. I'll put. I'll put. I'll put your milk. Your cookies. Yeah, milk your down fucking here. milk and cookies. <laughs> I can't think of a, a sufficiently nerdy thing to call milk and cookies, uh, but yeah. I'll put them down there. All of America, but your P P P B and J or something. Yeah, I'll put them down here for you. In my vision, or or basic drilling sort of gamers, mainly PC gamers, because I'll be honest with you, it's mainly PC gamers. As as a PC gamer, I can say that. It's like because I'm fat, I can swear I can insult fat people because I am fat. (gasps) I can insult PC gamers. They don't know that. They can't see you unless they're watching the live stream or the VOD. They can hear it in my voice. (laughs) Well, they can hear weight in your voice. Yeah. How the fuck? 
Like they can hear the calories being consumed <laughs> as, as I speak. <laughs> this dietitian's only going, yep, yep. He's, yeah, he's a fat bastard. <laughs> he's a fat. I need to get the livestock scales again and weigh myself again. Just find out why I'm saying it again. Uh, anyway, um, my vision of all these games is they're based like Gollum. It's all like high. It's all like precious console. Console. Oh shit! Whoa. Precious steam. Steam. There's an old shrine to Gabe in say, one corner. If they're consoles, they sound like you know. Um, they they talk like wiggers. So like yeah. they're white guys with their fucking stupid hats on back to front and the trousers so fucking big they can't keep them up. And I'm saying they're not the guys like me that are so fucking skinny that they just can't keep a pair of trousers on. It's not that I'm also into indecent exposure, but... In my head, this is my two gamers I visualise in my head. Okay, PC gamers yeah. are in their 30s, yeah. quite overweight, yeah. um, and basically have no sort of social awareness or skills and sit in front of computers all day and just are oh, interested in hardware and eat pizza. Okay? I'm even worse because I'm a Linux right? PC no. gamer. <laughs> okay. Yeah, but you've got beards, so you're all right. Oh, well, I'm a wizard. Console gamers are yeah. all 12 years old. Yeah. And they all and they, and, F, and all they know are racist phrases. I was going to say they all drop the n bomb every five seconds. Exactly. They say that your mother's a fucking exactly. <laughs> they all think that's how they act online. That is my two games in my head. I just want to throw out there. I'm, a, I'm I will a, say I fit mainly in the former. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm probably a grey area because just so you know, if you let your kids online, and and I'm on the mic, oh, they are going to fucking suffer. I've got a tangent time. Mm, okay, go for I it. I heard, heard from the news this week. People say there's there's consideration to put rules in place. And I'm, I'm going to be butchering this news story totally. I heard something about like they were blocking people on CSGO or something stupid like that. They wa- Is that what you're talking about? No. Okay. They, want to put, they want to basically make it so that content hosters like YouTube, Facebook, have to be more responsible for controlling what young kids can see. Oh, and, yeah, the, the, the protection of children thing. Yeah. And they had this woman who was voiced by an actor come on the radio mm-hmm. right, saying that her young kid uh-huh. was using Snapchat and, and was potentially being groomed in lines. She said, they're using Snapchat and all this sort of stuff and people, there's not enough protection in place. And I just sat there and I said, do you know what, love? Why aren't you... And I'm, 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 admittedly, your parents, you can answer this better than I can. Yeah, I, I, I was raising my hand for the audio listeners, oh, the audio viewers. I'm going to have my little rant here. Okay. Why is it always the technology's fault? Yes, yeah, that's what I to say. Because you're the parent. Yeah. For starters, if they've got some sort of smartphone, you've given it to them. They've not gained that themselves. Somebody's given oh, that smart device. Somebody's given that smart device. Okay, they've got it from somewhere, okay? Yeah. You have control of that. If you can't sit there and go, oh, what's this Snapchat? I'm sure it's harmless. You've got responsibility no, to check out what right. they're installing. So I want to throw it out there. Um, okay, so I'm a parent. I've got two boys. Uh, both of my kids have uh, PCs. They both have tablets. And I don't have a single parental restriction on either of their device, like on either of my kids' devices. Okay. Okay. I check what the fuck they are doing. And if I catch them doing anything that I think is just no, they're fucking banned from it straight out. The only thing I have flat out blocked 
is YouTube, and that's just because my younger son's addicted to fuck out of it. Mm. Uh, and my my eldest son par- um, he parrots things yeah. um, from YouTube, so I was just like, YouTube's a piece of shit. If you want, in fairness, my my sons have both figured out how to bypass. Um, the fact that I've actually literally full-blown blocked the YouTube URL from our... Oh, they've done their first proxy, have they? Yeah, no, 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 no. They figured out that only YouTube.com is blocked. So anything from YouTube.com and then asterisk blocked. However, that doesn't stop video downloading sites from accessing YouTube.com. So they search on Google or DuckDuckGo or whatever it is that they choose for the thing that they want, and then they download the bastard thing. I was like, you motherfucking... <laughs> uh, it's like, was it, it's a combination of annoyance but proudness at the same time. Yeah, I was. I was like, like you bastards. What? That's very clever. I'm very proud Which... of you, but you're a bastard. No, I, know, I said <laughs> that to myself. I was like, you complete and utter little fucker. Good job. <laughs> I was like, I'm not in trouble. I was like, no. Very clever. Well done. Very good. Remind me to up security next time. <laughs> Which reminds me actually of a post. Um, a chap I know, Arthur, um, is a, a hardcore Linux user. He posted it up on Instagram. And it was, He's it, any other type. And it was something from... Um, it was something from like... It might have been a joke. Like some random UK thing. And it's like... Um, and it's got like Tor and um, some, like, random, uh, like, Metasploit and, like, Carly Linux. Oh, I know what this is. This right. is what the West Midlands police put out there. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've like, mentioned if you, this. If you see your children with any Using of this these. stuff on it, um, contact authorities or some shit like that. Discord's on it. And and fucking, and, and uh, I didn't see that. I didn't pay attention. Discord was on it. And Arthur put on there, like, is your is your kid, like, hashtag, uh, hashtag hacker? And I went, <laughs> No. But if they were, I'd fucking give them the biggest hug of their fucking lives. Yeah. I saw that. I saw that. That was, that's been on Reddit all week. People post it as a oh. joke. Because, like, they, they've got no clue. And it's like, does your child use Cali Linux? They might be. It's like, like it's a drug. <laughs> Mate, if my kid's hacking your shit and your security sucks, but that's your own It's the Discord fault. bit I found amusing. It's like, Discord is a site commonly used to share hacking tips. I thought, I've never... I, I'm sure there probably does exist at some place on Discord that does that. No, I, but, I've seen it. But a lot of Discord sites don't do that. That's no, like saying... Hack, the internet has hacking tips on it. Well, technically, that is true. Yeah, that's like the local coffee shop is the home of drug dealers. It's like, yeah, it's, I, you know, there's probably of, a drug dealer there at some point. Yeah, for sure. Well, in fairness, man, I've been offered drugs in fucking, like, games. <laughs> so. It's funny. It's strange how I never have been. Mm. I wonder why. In fairness, I will say the dude was ballsy as fuck because, I mean, this was literally more crowded than a mosh pit. Like, you could have gone... To a gig, there were less people at a gig that I've gone to recently than at, the, at this game store. And the guy literally fucking like squeezes past all these people and says, Hey man, do you want some weed? And I'm like, nah mate, I'm good. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck, man? You're right in the middle of a store. How the fuck? See, I'm just going to say, I'm just going to say, drug dealer, drug dealer here. Look, there's a drug dealer right here. Him, him. He's a drug dealer. He's selling weed. It's like fucking... Good prices. Buy one, get one free. Yeah, and then everyone's like, fucking weed, mate. Yeah. yeah. 
Anyway. First 10 customers get a free gram. I oh, don't know if that... Fuck, <laughs> don't say that to people. They take his fucking legs. Exactly. Oh. That's how you deal with them. <laughs> That's how you, how you deal with them is say, look, I just want to throw out there, if anyone's had to deal with a drug dealer... And when had, you say deal, is this quotation marks deal? Well, no. But, <laughs> well, right, so here's the trick. Despite what I look like, I have never smoked or injected in my fucking life. I drink, that's as hard as I fucking go. I fight, that's as hard as I fucking go. Um, but I will never fucking inject, and I will never fucking smoke. But, if you say no to a drug dealer, they go the fuck away. They don't argue with you, they just go away. They fade back into the crowd. They're not the fucking devil, they're just like, yeah, I want to make a few bucks. Say no, they're gone. <laughs> they might have sales targets. Well, they might do, but look, then, they have their, they're not the look, pimps of the fucking drug world, it's dude. It's sales targets. He's got his performance review coming up. You know, he needs to push sales. You know, it's against the, he's, he's, his boss he's, is a bitch. He's been the lowest drug dealer of the quarter so far. You know, he's, he's, he's going to lose his annual bonus at this rate. Yeah, it's like the Discworld and the Thieves Guild. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, it's, 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 it's a cut in the frost world, you know, drug dealing. You know, it's, yeah, it's, poor bastards. Yeah. Well, then all right, then I'll buy an eighth from the fucker just yeah. to make him happy, but I'll never fucking smoke it. <laughs> so I'm going to ask something, right? Mm. Um, this is between, I'm about to embarrass myself. Okay, okay it's between you, me and the podcast, yeah. all right. An eighth. Is that an eighth of a gram? I'm not even going to answer that question. Is it, though? I'm not answering the oh, question. Oh, go on, please. No. I'll Google it on your Wi-Fi. Motherfucker. <laughs> no, I'm still not going to answer it. <laughs> right, in fairness, that's the... There we go. That, in fairness, that'll be the least dodgy search they'll Common. have in a week. Where can I buy weed? Let's Google that on your Wi-Fi. Also, go to Amazon and look up... Um, go and get a digital scale... <laughs> <laughs> and then Google how much fucking black tar heroin is. What is... Uh, is he literally uh, doing this uh, yes. uh, And he's not using a VPN no, either. No. Mate, you know the fact that fucking the police will knock on my door and they'll go, oh, it's you. <laughs> <laughs> and they'll just walk away. Well, Firefox says no. Firefox just doesn't want to work. Just doesn't want Firefox to do says you no. are not looking up how to buy but weed. But I have, I have another web browser. Open Please as well. tell me you didn't Google that. Yes, I just did. Oh, motherfucker. <laughs> you, could well, you... Gone, you could have gone duck that go on there. What? Well, you, you, you had the opportunity. Oh, motherfucker. No. I'm but not. no. You had. Well, yeah, but if oh. I say that I know, if I know the answer, then people are going to think I'm a drug dealer. I already look like a thug as is. Well, there's a website called the Weed Blog. <laughs> the Marijuana News and Information website. Okay, cool. Oh, it's safe from an ounce. Weed isn't legal well, for, over here, is it? I well, think there's no, there's no way that you. Well, can... it's not legal, but it's basically they don't. They're not too. I think unless they're really. Yeah, appear, you have to be like too proper fast. carrying for. Oh, three and a half grams, right? Okay. Okay. You know what? You now know more than the average fucking stoner. Well, you see, what was confusing me is I didn't, I didn't think to myself that it'd be based on imperial measurements. Hmm. I thought they might have got with the times and moved into the metric oh, world. Come on, man. And you know they'd they're be stoned. Doing... <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I suppose saying can I have free can I have free can I have a three point five doesn't roll off the tongue quite so easily, no. does it? As can I have an eighth? Well, no, because they, well, they don't even call it an eighth. They call it a Henry now. Why Henry? Henry the Eighth. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah, I know. I was fucking 
Don't ask. I'm about to warn you, I'm about to sneeze. Good job. I'm not cutting that out. Well, I'm sorry. My apologies to all the audio listeners, all the headphone listeners out there. I did aim away from the microphone, but I don't think that was very successful. But I'm an inconsiderate wanker, so don't worry yeah. about it. Anyway, it's now 45 minutes in. Perhaps we should go on to games we've been playing. Perhaps we should actually talk about yeah. something. So, other than drugs. <laughs> other than drugs. Hey, man, do you want some weed? Yeah. Oh, I need to get um, I need to get up and smoke by Cheech and Chong, because you got to think, right? 420... 420 for a whole fucking month, dude. Damn. Do you know what's also what's really annoying? The sheer number of people I know that smoke fucking weed. Fucking hell. That freaked the fuck out, mate. Wait, that's a cute fucking little critter, isn't it? Sorry, I just looked up at the screen and there's the most terrifying seal yeah. on the screen. And it's like possessed. It's cute as fuck. It's possessed. Just imagine, that's the average PC it's, game it's, when someone opens up the it door. Is, it is, it is. It's, it's burying its teeth, it's emerging out of some weeds, it's got, you know, it's clearly been possessed by some sort of, it's like, sort of slanesh or zinch or something, and it's coming right for me. I just looked up and just staring it's coming at me. right for us, it's on the water pause, a shotgun, uh, like, that's not going to work, man. <laughs> yeah, the uh, shotguns do work underwater. Oh, don't say that. Don't say that. Not very long range, but they do work. That's like when we said about um, so when we said about helicopters in uh, in uh, World War films, they did have helicopters. Yes, I looked that up after you said about it. However, the helicopter they have in Where Eagles Dare is definitely not. Yeah, a nowhere near <laughs> no. what we have in films, but still, in the same way they had jet planes in World War Two, they technically did. But they made out gaffer tape yeah. and cable tie. Well, I love the German version that basically had left its undercarriage behind when it took off, so it had to sort of like land on its belly. <laughs> that was the, they had one that ran on hydrogen peroxide, it's, it's oxidizer, which meant if that got crashed, there's a good chance the pilot might get dissolved in hydrogen peroxide. Is that all? Yeah. Hey, just, oh, just don't fuck up. Yeah. Just don't die, don't crash. Yeah. Avoid death. What does this machine want? A sulfuric acid. Oh, good to know. Good to know. No other tanks all around you. Good to know. What so happens if, if I crash? S- you're dead. You're dead and it'll hurt the whole time you're dying. <laughs> it will hurt <laughs> even after you're dead. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there won't be anything left for us to scrape up and send to your widow. Yeah. So... <sighs> it's okay. We'll put some wood ash in a box and say it's you. She won't know the difference. <laughs> Spray some of your fucking cologne on it. That'll yeah. be fine. Fine, yeah. <laughs> well, would you like to be represented by an oak tree? <laughs> That's part of the sign-up form. Yeah, maple. Which tree do you de- <laughs> which tree do you identify as oak? No, 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 no. They won't even do that. It's based on rank. Oh uh, right, okay. So in the offices, is it because uh, obviously oak's quite high up there? I'd have thought. Yeah, so you'd have to, you know, you you can't have anything decent for scrubs that are on the field. The fuck them. That's what they get they get pine, do they? I don't even know if they get that. They get spit and cable. MDF. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking MDF in World War One. <laughs> I'm sure MDF existed back then. Right, googling that. This is this is time. So fuck, he's looking for drugs MDF and MDF history. Now, what's really funny if you then type in MDA and people are fucking hell, mate. The history of MDF. The history. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Are you on your Google account, Master? Doing this? 
Or the Rand Nerds one, because that's even Rand worse. Nerds one. Oh, so Christ. it was MGF as we know it today. It was first out in the US in the 1960s, but a similar product, Harboard, which is, let's face it, is far inferior to MGF in many ways, was never thought of it. <laughs> was accidentally invented by William Mason in 1925. How do you accidentally invent Harboard? What the fuck is this? It's meant to be a souffle. <laughs> yeah, that's it. What happened to my quiche? <laughs> Oh, this is not what I wanted anyway. <laughs> what I'm... happened to my steak and kidney pie? Yeah, I have invented hardboard. <laughs> what happened to my egg and chips? <laughs> yeah. I don't want to think. What happened to my youngest son? Now, what it was, you see, his father was a German pilot. <laughs> Who crashed but Zold. They sent him some wood in a box. He thought it'd be really nice to compress his father's ashes. And in doing so, invented hardboard. So what you're saying is hardboard is dead German soldiers. So, pilots, pilots. De- de- dead German pilots. I apologise. How many fucking German pilots are there for all the MDF in the world? Oh, hardboard. Oh, hardboard. No, hardboard. They went through quite a lot. Well, yeah, but still. This doesn't mean every time I sell a piece of hardboard, I'm actually a Nazi sympathizer. You could very well be. Possibly. I mean, most of the shit we do... Now, in... the trouble is, that must mean that modern hardboard can't be made from Nazi pilots, because they are, shall, let's put it honestly, they're not a common resource these I days. I should say, they're, they're, they're going to run out eventually. <laughs> <laughs> like, I can't think there are many Nazi... I mean, you know, I know they've got the alt white movie. I mean, Trump's helping the alt white movie in America, so maybe yeah, he's true. Do you think they really? Do you think they make? Do you think the? Do you think the alt right movement is? Uh, it's not you, as good as proper no, Nazi. That's what I was saying. Do you, think you know, they, it's not as good as the old stuff. But <laughs> <laughs> it's not. As, you can't make the half one out of Nazis. <laughs> what the fuck are we discussing? Good job, games we've been playing. <laughs> How did we get on to making hardwood out of Nazi pilots? I mean, this is why. This is why. Look, this, this is, is why we have carling when we do podcasts. This is quite possibly the most. This is the right. most underrated podcast in history. There's look, a friend of mine. Someone's going to look at this in fifty years' time, and they're going to piss themselves. Off. There's a friend of mine who listens to our podcast. He says he drives a lot. He listens to our podcast. He says, mm-hmm. and I was very surprised. He's catching up gradually. Last bugger. Yeah. I want to say, Jamie, I'm sorry um, that you've had to listen to this nonsense for the last... College, Jamie. 50... Yes. Ha, <laughs> you poor fucker. This last 50 minutes and 40 seconds, you've had to listen to this nonsense. I'm sure as you're reaching your next core, the first thing you'll be thinking as we walk in there is horrible made from Nazi pilots. I'm sorry. I'm not. Not that sorry. Also, remember not to run in in Ghost Recon and try and machine gun people down. No, don't do that. Because that's a dick move. Now, that's a callback to episode one of the podcast. <laughs> nice one. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, games because I'm meant to be doing a short podcast so I can get back to back. Yeah, so, so you can I can go, go to sleep. So I go back, make sure nothing's blown away, and go to sleep. Mm-hmm. Right, game of playing. So, this week, I have been playing. I've played a for game. A, a game called 60 Parsecs. Okay. It is. So, it's actually got two stages. The first stage is all of literally like a minute and a half long, and then the rest of the game is completely different. So, the first stage, you are on a space. It's set in like an alternative future, 1950s, 60s, 
world where space travel's the norm. Lots of people on the astronauts or living on space stations and what have you. Now, just throw out there, when did we land on the moon? I have no idea. All I know is we've got a space station of people living on it. Okay. And the world gets destroyed in a nuclear war. Then nukes inbound to your space station. You've got 60 seconds to basically get as much equipment as you can in the shuttle, including other people. So there's other people have equipment. So there are, there are. You have to, you have to basically walk up and pick some. That everybody else is like sort of stuck. They're all conveniently stuck in like machines or foot travel. I mean, you have to go rescue them and throw them in the shuttle, hmm. and then all your equipment. And then you have to get in the shuttle before, and you literally get an old countdown clock. You have to get in the shuttle before the missiles hit. So you run around, you grab like soup, and yes, soup's a big resource in this game. Um, you know, soup, crafting materials, medical kits, Frank, all that sort of stuff. Yeah, Frank, um, April, yeah, as she was called. And or you pick a character at the start, and you character different stats. You throw them on the ship, and then you basically get the hell out of there. And you find yourself sixty parsecs away from Earth. Okay, I have no, I can't remember what a parsec is, but it's quite a long way. I think it's something like a sort of solar system name for stuff like that. No, or I like couldn't say. Well, that's how it's, it's something with light year, light years. I think it's a, a Noise you have light years. You find yourself 60 parsecs away, as you do. As you do. So then basically it's a turn, a sort of turn based. I can't. I'm trying to remember what sort of game class it is, but it's like sort of like a. So every turn of the game, you're in your little capsule. There's all four of you there. If you've rescued all four, you might not even bother rescue anybody. It might just be you and just all these resources. There's all four of you in this capsule. And you have sort of choice, and everybody will like, and everybody will have, and what? You and the fucking hardboard. Yeah. <laughs> There's no hardboard in this game. Motherfucker. Nor Nazi pilots that I'm aware of. Well, we and, ran out of them. Yeah, we ran out of them. So you have to every so every turn. There's basically like you have like you have. There's usually there's like all like terminal that tells you like what's going on like a current updated version. There's like a central computer that basically gives you like a, a choice to make for that turn mm. and it's usually something like okay um uh we think that you know like oh oh no i've detected like there's a hole breach we need to repair it and so forth mm. um who should we send to repair it and you'll get like the four options you pick one and then there's like an end turn leave what's neat about it is that it won't let you end the turn so you've done everything okay. so like it's like hell behind like a source and every turn's a day effectively as hell behind like all like um panel and then it won't open until you've done everything you need to do mm. so you make your choices you end the turn and then game is the next stage so over time people you have to worry about food and people will start to starve um so my first game i had i played a guy called emmett who's a genius um i rescued april i rescued a guy called baby who's thick as two short planks. I'd never have guessed. Yeah, and I can't remember the name of the other guy I picked up, but he was like the sort of slight cocky guy, but he's quite well balanced set of stats. Um, so each each character, yeah, he's very dashing, so not uh, quite. No, I was going to say, is he a complete psychopath when it no. comes to audio? So, yeah, there's, <laughs> he might be. There are three stats you have. So you have intelligence, right. um, agility, and strength. Okay. And that's what everybody boils down to. So you're basically... Get, and sometimes you'll have things like, okay, this job might need someone who's quite strong. Oh, well, I'll get this guy to do that because he's the strongest of the lot. It's that sort of like decision making. You'll make all decisions. Depending on what you do, 
the next turn when you go, well, the computer will report back what happened. Mm-hmm. It's a bit like choose your own adventure type thing. Okay. Like, okay, who should we do here? You can pick so and so. Okay, go. This is what happens afterwards. So it's, it's all turn, very turn based. Um, you eventually unlock crafting station where you can like craft things. I've never guessed. <clears throat> yep. Um, so you can make more soup. Soup is very important because that's what basically your food stuff. So you know, people can starve to death. Um, okay. Eventually, if you're lucky, you'll find your way to land on a planet. And if you land on a planet, then you might make contact with the natives. Is that is... 61 parsecs away? <laughs> it might be. <laughs> there are like three random planets you can land on. Mm. And basically, if you complete the planet, you basically end the game. That's like the end of the game. If you okay. complete the planet, that's, you sort of get your ending and what have you okay. so it's a resource management game it's it's quite tough so like say a medical kit it takes like three days to make one Ooh. yeah and you can't make anything else whereas a can of soup takes one day so you've got to really juggle i'll take soup over antibiotics at this point but if you trust people might go out if you said green down the planet you can send people out on expeditions yeah only one you've only got one space suit so you only send one person at a time mm. And they can go out, and basically as you land on the planet, you'll have like certain locations that you can say, okay, I'll send this person here. It's kind of like My Life as the King. Um, I've not played it, but could be. Yeah. Um, so right. yeah, so basically what you'll have is like, okay, I want to do an expedition, okay. Um, here's the person. I need to, so I need to pick a person. I need to pick where they're going to go. Mm-hmm. I need to pick what equipment I'm going to give them. Okay. And you can like a spare shovel, and off they go, and they'll do stuff and so forth. Um, Did you say a spade or a shovel? Yeah. Or a Shuffles are good. Shuffles are useful. Versus a spade that. Um... Um, if you send and what equipment you send out with them will determine what happens at, <laughs> okay. on that mission. So they'll come back and say, "Oh yeah, on the way back, oh he used his shovel to like sort of hit some rocks and found some minerals we can use and what have you." The whole time this is going on, though, resources are dwindling down. You know, okay. you run out of food. Um, one of my fairly early on, I was basically couldn't produce. I because you need chemicals to make soup. Don't well, water's a chemical, and you need water in soup, so all right, I'll go. give you that. Um, you need chemicals to make soup, and I, I had a busy where I generate a chemical like chemical resource a day, but that takes you only get like 10 at least 10 chemical resources to make one soup, oh. which means basically you'll never ever be able to produce enough to keep everybody going. You need to like find it and resource and scavenge it. What kind of soup is this? Unicorn soup? Must be, it must be, it must be good stuff. Jesus Christ! Um, and so gradually over time, what's really neat is the graphics. Is they 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 subtly change some officers. So like your main characters will gradually start looking. So over time, all the men gradually their beards get longer over okay. time. It's very Peter Molyneux. Oh, they get, they, get, <laughs> they Peter do. Molyneux. But as every day goes on, that bit and like the computer's got like, this little ticker tape printout, okay. and every day it gets well, slightly lower, 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 lower. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's going to be. But gradually, and then it passes up the floor, and it gradually gets bigger and bigger and bigger as every day continues. No that's a that's a neat up. little a neat little feature they put into yeah. it. Um, but eventually, you know, your cry will start. You'll start. They'll start looking like really gaunt and worn out, and as they start starving to death, um, that's nice. Eventually, turn to and eventually they die and become a skeleton. And, and eventually, they die and become hardboard. Yeah. So <laughs> I was, I was doing my best to sort of keep these guys going. Yeah. Um, and I basically couldn't produce enough because I was getting trouble. Is every sort of like thing, event that happens. 
you might need like resources. So, like, so, okay, we've got this leak. What are you going to do? And you might have the option of like use duct tape, use a sock puppet, or do nothing. Oh, there's sock puppets in this as well. Sock puppets stave off insanity. No, I've seen a few people that fuck around with sock puppets. That's definitely the cause of insanity. No, it's so off insanity. We know it's from Red Dwarf. Yeah, have you Mr. Ever Fibble. Seen, have you ever seen the uh, Norwich Puppet Man? He's perfectly sane. No, I would probably actually say yes, he is. And the Norwich Puppet Man is a staple of Norwich. Ah, a, no, I've seen him in Yarmouth too. And Lowestoft. Is he moving? Is hey, he? Travis. He's on tour. Yeah, damn right. <laughs> Norwich Puppet Man on tour. He's no, marvellous. Now, that is something you would not get in London. Let's be honest. Oh, fuck London, that's a trash heap anyway. Exactly. Norwich Puppet If you're not from Norwich... Or he's saying that Google the Norwich Puffin Man. Honestly, he's the best thing about Norwich. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I hate that city. He's, he's, the best, well. he's the best thing. He's the best thing about East Anglia. Someone said to me, Why do you hate Norwich so much? Because like, we were going through, um, I was going to live stream a Monopoly game of Norwich Monopoly the other day. Someone said to me, Why do you hate Norwich so much? And I gave such a fucking like pissant scumbag answer. Like, you know, the generic, you've got nothing. So you say, oh, shit. Yeah. That was it. Why do you hate Norwich so much, Scares? Because it's shit. <laughs> it's like, do you have a reason as to why it's shit? The fucking people. Mm. <laughs> it's like... Except... Except... Well, the Puppet Man. Well, yeah, other than Puppet Man. I Thank mean, you. Yeah, bless yeah. him. It's bless just, him. He's, he's still going there, then. He's still going. He's, st- he's still doing his puppets. Yeah. Bless him. He's singing now. Yeah, he was doing that in the other. Is he got? I don't know. He's on YouTube. Well, there'll be a link in the there'll be a link in the show notes for that. <laughs> so, <laughs> anyway, so yeah, so basically, one of my guys eventually. So basically, over one time, guys is the starved to death man. and became a skeleton. Okay, and left on the ship, and because I just couldn't have enough food, and I'm I'm gradually. I mean, I'm I'm being I'm I'm self sacrificing. I'm gradually starving to death myself. I'm also sick. And dying because I got some sort of nasty infection. Mm. My other two I'm saying out missions, and they're fine. They're finding some good resources. And there's actually like a story. If you there's like a set, there are certain things you have to do to move the story on. Mm. So I had to build a communicator, which I put for a very long time. Mm. Eventually, I built it, and eventually, I was able to move the story on. Okay. And then, if you complete the story, that's what then triggers the ending. Okay. Um, so I got to saw day forty eight. By day 48, my entire crew is dead because there's a leak on the shuttle and everybody was starting to... It's potentially poisonous. I, I couldn't do anything about it because I had no duct tape to fix it. So everybody died except me. And I just sat there and I just, I'm just sat all alone. This And I can't... Because you, you can't leave the shuttle. The captain's not allowed to leave. Okay. So I was just stuck there. I was like, okay, I don't know I'm going to do this. I want to survive this. Um, and in the end, about two days later, I starved. I succumbed to my illness and died. So I had 48 days and I absolutely Can fucked it up. I love it when people say they succumb to their illness. I, I love that. It's just great. It's like, oh, they fucking died. <laughs> they sucked so hard at life they died. Which well, everyone does, by the way. It's yeah, a one-to-one some point, thing. What makes us all the same. Yeah. At some point, we will all die. Except Gabe Newell, who's, as we know, a living deity. Mm. Mm-hmm. And the, and the Norwich Puppet Man. <laughs> <laughs> the Norwich Puppet Man, Cape Newell. Yeah. 
that's that's you know Warhammer got it wrong. Isn't Corn Sinesh Zinch and the other one? I've forgotten his name. That Nurgle. One. It's the Puppet Man, Gabe Newell. Taxman. Can't kill the taxman. No, it's true. Taxes in general. Yeah. But it's no sort of physical it's more like it's more like a, a it's the more tax like, man is just an agent. Yeah. <laughs> taxman. So Gabe Newell, the puppet man, taxman. I don't yeah, I'm trying to think who else must be up there. We need some sort of devilish god up there, don't we? Donald Trump. You sound right. the tax man isn't devilish. Uh, compared to Donald Trump, no. Mm. I mean, the tax man is probably the only one who potentially could take down Donald Trump. Maybe. Maybe. No, because fucking the Don would ignore all of it. He has yeah, no idea. That's the eternal war, you see. In in my new periphery I've created, the eternal war between the tax man and Donald Trump are constantly fighting... Because he's got the fucking... He's got tax returns to file. The taxman's dead term for those taxes. Donald Trump refused to file because he's doing tax dodges. And the first He's got the biggest dodges ever. Yeah. And then the the, the god of culture, the puppet man, is out there. And then the god of living in your basement, Gabe (laughs) Newell. And thus, the pavilion is complete. And you said the bard was the master of creating up all this fucking shit. Good job. I, Thank l- you. Oh, I like that. Good job. Someone clip that. <laughs> I'm now going to make my Warhammer 40,000 competitor. I don't think I'll be so successful. Well, you never know. <laughs> never know. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, it's great. It's a game you can play. You'll play like a, a run through of it in about an hour. Yeah. You know, your main little decisions, and it's fairly straightforward. It does get sort of like situations where, like, okay. I can't do anything here because I haven't got these resources. My option is to do nothing. My only option is to die. Pretty much. He's like, I can't do anything here. Um, I haven't got any of these. I can't. Or what's more for sure is like, okay, I can make duct tape. I can do that. But I can't can't do it now. That's that's a copyrighted material. Because when you create it, I create gaffer tape. When I create gaffer tape... (laughs) Ah, no. I'm calling it duct, as in D-U-C-T, not D-U-C-K. Fuck. What dodge right there? (laughs) I can make duct tape tomorrow, Mm. but I need it today. That's not good enough. That's the thing. And that's like, oh, I can't can't solve this problem. You should have been better prepared. Yeah. I really fucked up. I didn't have enough soup. I didn't didn't collect enough soup right at the start. Um, everybody died. Awesome. I was the worst captain ever. Good job, man. I can, yeah. I'll, I can probably think of worse. <laughs> what, um, what? So, platforms, price... Um, oh, no. Why would you ask me a technical question like that? Because fucking I, I've avoided asking these questions for a while. Oh. Now, since we happy for you. Get on it. <laughs> 60 past 6. Well, something all that... It's a game, it's on a platform, likely fucking Windows. I don't know. It's, def- it's definitely on Windows. It's 53 it. fucking pounds. It's not. Fuck, it'd be funny if it was. Oh, it's on Nintendo Switch. Oh, is it? Mm-hmm. This is a dark comedy sci-fi. It isn't a dark comedy sci-fi. If that's what they class as dark comedy... They really need to... In dark comedy, they need to look up the definition of dark comedy. They do, really. Comedy. The fact it's in space doesn't make it dark. 
So on Steam, it is six ninety nine. Yeah, that's about right. Because platforms. Uh, so on Steam, it will run on everything. Nothing. Windows and Apple. Fucking lame. Right. I spoke to a developer a while ago. Um, is it Lumo? The developer of Lumo? The one with the little wizard fucking thing? It's like an isometric game where he plays a little wizard. Um, he said, yeah, I've just looked at the um, Steam sales chart for, for you know, what developers and publishers get access to. Like, And he's like... Um, he was talking about the max sales and someone said, oh yeah, well fucking, you know, way more, like you probably got like, you know, a million more than Linux. And they're like, well actually, funny enough, the Linux fucking users act, were probably the, the, the biggest sellers for the game on Steam. I said, yeah, well, because there's, there's this crazy thing that developers seem to get into their head that Macs can play games. They can't. Look at the fucking price you have to pay to get a Mac to play a game. You're talking thousands. Thousands of pounds for a dedicated graphics card. A Linux gamer only has to spend a couple hundred quid, and bam, they're in. Why are you focusing on developing games for the fucking Mac? Yes, there are more users... But there are less that can play games. Mm. Stop it. It's fucking dumb. Moving on. <laughs> a parsec is 3.26 light years. That's good to know. There you go. So they travelled a hell of a distance in such a short... Uh... They're 60, so that's 32 times 6. 100, 190, 100, 200 light years, roughly. Bit out of the way, then. A little bit. That's going to take a very long time. If it, assuming they haven't got fast light travel. Well, they must have because they got there. But as soon as it's like a one-way trip, it's, it's going to like take... everyone a was dead yeah. when they got there. <laughs> it's going to take a long, 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 very long, longish. Maybe. Long time to get back here. <laughs> Good times. Cool. Oh, yeah, so that's process. Yeah, it's cool. I like it. Awesome. What have you been playing? You know what? I don't actually know. How do you not know? See, that's the thing. You could say, I haven't played anything, but I don't know. Well, I have. Which implies, you've been playing something, but you don't know what this mysterious well, game is. About- this is the start of a trial episode. <laughs> So I've already mentioned about how I've played... I have mentioned about how I've been playing Overcooked and stuff with the wife in there, right? No. I'm sure I did. Where you have to basically cook... We've talked about Overcooked before. We talked about it when we did our refresh on the 24-hour podcast last year. Yeah, which is which is basically... like I've, I've played that for a bit with the wife, but I've been keeping um, my website, my 1995scazis.com style, the HTML-only website... I'm up to date with, like, every time I beat a game, I put it on a list. Except I've forgotten to do it. And my memory's really crap. So I've forgotten what games I finished recently, so the list is now just completely out the window. So, the only thing I can think of that I've been playing that I haven't spoken about before is Final Fantasy VIII Remastered. 
No, I don't think you have spoke about that. No, I'm pretty sure I haven't because I didn't have it up until Valentine's Day. Well, then definitely haven't talked about it. There you go. So I'm. I wasn't. That was yesterday. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, yesterday was Valentine's Day. (gasps) It's a shit day. It is a shit day. It's a It's a day all about commercialism, mm-hmm. and they've conned you to buying stuff for your thing. And it's disgusting. It is and every it makes- time I see. Oh look! I went out and bought my wife this thing. I said, "You've been conned, mate. Mm-hmm. You've been conned to think they had to go and buy something. You've contributed to the corporate culture. You person, if you." I'm telling us out there, ladies, if you're listening, mm. if you want something for Valentine's Day, I'm not interested. Ooh, Ram. If you're, because that just, that, at that point, you just, what do you call it? You're just about commercialism. Yeah, for sure. For, now, I will be honest. I'm not, I don't give a shit about Valentine's Day. If I don't buy anything for Inky, she'll kick me in the bar. I'll cook you a nice meal, not you. Oh, won't you? Oh, no. come on, mate. No, I'll, I'll do you a ready meal or something. I'll take the ready meal. Yeah. I love but you too, I'll mate. cook someone a nice meal on Valentine's Day. <laughs> that's that. fine. But if they fit and buy Which them, is reasonable, I'd say that's a reasonable thing. Yeah, but if they fit and buy them, like, take them up to a posh restaurant, ain't I'll bollocks to that. Like, I think or if they fit buying, like, you know, you know, if they fit and buying, like, sort of roses or whatever that shit. Ah, none of that. Not um, happening. My wife wanted, um, she actually wanted something, um, but it wasn't Valentine's Day related. There was a, there were a couple of books my wife wanted, so I just used Valentine's Day as an excuse to spend the money on them. Um, exactly my point. If you love someone, you'll buy them gifts... I buy Inky stuff all the time. Exactly. You don't need to be forced that a specific day you should buy them. Birthdays, fine. Christmas, fine. Mm. Valentine's Day, pfft. Yeah, pretty much. I was the, I was pretty much the same. I was like, you know what? I need an excuse. Like, I want to buy Inky the books. Her birthday is not until the end of the year. Mm, I don't think I can actually think about it. I could have bought it for our anniversary. but Well, there you go. Fuck it. Early anniversary present. So I bought the uh, I bought the wife some uh, some books that she wanted. Um, but because it was Valentine's Day, there's there's an opening line. Um, the intro video for Final Fantasy VIII has this really cheesy, lovey-dovey, I promise you, I love you, I'll always be there kind of line to it. And I was like, you know what, I need a game to play um, today on stream. Uh, but the wife isn't here, we've been playing through Overcooked 1 and 2. Uh, she was out in the city buying some bits and bobs for the event that won't be mentioned. <laughs> uh, not until late, not until the next podcast. Not until after I've evicted a few people from low-income houses. But, um, yeah, she was out in the city. And um, so I was like, fuck it. You mean when Ranez goes public on the stock market? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. You know, that, that event. There you go. Get yeah. ready, people. Get ready. We're going big. We're floating. I'm it. selling a share. A share? Ooh. He yeah. even got one. I thought I had them all. I thought Middlemeister had them all. <laughs> no, he's got half a share. Half a share. He Something... gave me 10p this morning for it. I was going to say, between him and Bar, they have a share. Yeah. <laughs> and all Ooh, the guests would have you got really... half a share. No, all the guests have got half a share. We've got a share each, because we want to have maintained voting dominance in this situation. We can't let that start sort of get involved. Yeah, you have a fair point. Mm. That could turn into chaos. I mean, it's already pretty fucking yeah. hardcore now. There's three, there's three shares going around here. I'm mind you, it's a fourth. That could get bad. Mm. Anyway. Um, yeah, it's got this really cheesy, promising, I love you, I'll always be there line in the intro video. Do you I'm, mean, I love you? Yeah, pretty, it's kind of. It's like, 
you know, um, I'll be waiting here. Why? Um, because, you know, if you come here, you'll find me and all that shit. Um, which is a, a nice line because it actually ties into later on in the story. But um, I was like, I need a game to play on this day. There's not, look, my wife isn't here to finish Overcooked 2 because she's got better things to do than hang out with me. <laughs> on Valentine's Day, she was hanging out with her friends. So fuck it, I'm going to play Final Fantasy VIII. And I thought I already had Final Fantasy VIII Remastered, which in itself is a miracle, because uh, there was a rumour going around a few years ago that Square Enix, because I've spoken about this on um, on podcast, Square Enix had, uh, that it was rumoured that they'd lost the source code for Final Fantasy VIII. Yeah, I know. Mental. Some fucker had the nerve to say to me years ago, did you not hear about the fucking tsunamis and earthquakes that hit Japan? I was like, dude, you're telling me a fucking huge-ass multi-million fucking pound company like Square Enix can't afford an off-site backup. Yeah, that's, yeah. At that point, they were like, it costs lots of money. No, it doesn't. That's one of their biggest fucking franchises. You're telling me they couldn't take the source code for Final Fantasy VIII, dump it on a fucking hard drive or a pen drive? And fucking ship it to the States? Or ship it to the UK? Or fucking... That's a bullshit argument, isn't it? Yeah, it was absolutely jank. But, you know, the rumour has that they lost all the source code. And it's like, well, we'll never... Because they had a Final Fantasy VII remaster. They had a Final Fantasy IX remaster. But no hint of a Final Fantasy VIII remaster. Can I just point out decompiles are a thing? Oh, don't say that. Don't use logic and reasons. I've lost the source code. Decompile it. But I've lost source code. Decompile it. Like, and look, you've got the source code back. I was talking... Wow. I'd actually been talking to a guy about um, how they rewrote a load of really old stuff. Like, I might have been Diablo 2 or whatever. And it was apparently that some versions of games were shipped with... Um, just pretend random files. I can't remember the enti- the entire fluff to it, but there were random files included that you'd normally include in like beta tests, and it would have like all of the arrays listed um, in like a file, and they were then able to reverse from that the basically the color, what happens when shit happens, and they kind of went, just went backwards. They reverse engineered the entire the entire game and rewrote the code, and we we're like, you know, maybe they did that with Final Fantasy VIII. Um, Anyway, regardless, we never thought that a remaster of 8 was going to come. A remaster came, and I thought I already had it. I wanted a game to play on Valentine's Day. I didn't have it, so I fucking bought it for the grand total of 15 quid from Nintendo Switch. Um, For a remaster, fuck me, it's nice. Hmm? I'm confused, though. I'm sure... Can someone just throw out there, does Final Fantasy 8 have analog controls? Meaning that when you use the analog stick, if you, you know, move the stick a little bit, do the characters just walk or do they run all the time and you have to press a button? Because the the remaster doesn't seem to have a walk when you move the stick thing. You have to press another button, which is fucking annoying. And there seems to be a bit of delay in button presses. Right, so Final Fantasy VIII is the... It tells the story of a bunch of student mercenaries who... I know. You're already looking at me as if saying, what the fuck? Student I mercenaries. I have to play this game, so you couldn't get on the train. Oh, yeah, that's like Mission 2 or 3. 
Yeah, uh, she couldn't get on the train. No, she couldn't get on the train. She couldn't get on the train. What do you mean she couldn't get on the train? She couldn't get on the train. She tried it, got as far as the train, couldn't get on it, and then like I couldn't figure out how to get on the train, so she stopped playing it and never played it ever again. Oh, wow. It's actually a pretty good game, to be fair. But okay. If you can get on the train. Yeah, if you can get on the train. <laughs> um, you are part of a school of mercenaries. You're some fucking teenager who has been taught to fight for money. You're an expert in... A magical weapon that is a gun and a sword at the same time. A gun sword. Yes, or a gun blade, as they call it in the uh, in the game. There are only two of them, apparently. Uh, no one else is for strapping a gun to a sword. In all of in all of this fucking universe, the only gun blade experts happen to be in the same place at the same time, and fucking mortal enemies or bit of rivals. Um, yeah, you. I'm pretty sure a bit of duct tape. I could. I could. You do you my... think you could make a gun blade, uh, a gun sword? <laughs> yeah, I could. You know, get gun. Well, apparently get they are. Tape. Apparently they actually exist in history, uh, which is. I believe they do. I have heard of them. But they're existing. like daggers or something rather than they, yeah. Swords. And I think they were found to be incredibly dangerous for both. But whoever I would imagine, them. fucking so. Because imagine you're slicing down. If you misjudge, you actually shoot like your neck, your person sat next to you, or you're rad. Yeah, that'd be amazing. Um. Anyway. Story is, student mercenary, go do test, become mercenary, travel world, get involved with resistance, fight sorceress, save world, which seems to be the thing for all Final Fantasy things. You're nothing. Somehow you save world because reasons. Um, it was the eighth in the series. No, believe it or not, was it actually no? Was it the eighth? No, I don't think it was. There's some spin-offs, but if we don't include spin-offs, it was the eighth main game, and it was developed around the same time as Final Fantasy IX, which people prefer, and I think that those people are idiots. Um, it was the most realistic-looking of the Final Fantasy games to date. So, you know, characters are actually made to look like humans, whereas if you look at, say, Final Fantasy VII, they look like... Very, very much, cartoonish. Yeah, they, yeah, and Final Fantasy IX went that way as well. So they're, you know characters were more detailed but very cartoonish whereas 8 they looked like actual people um, it also kind of went the Final Fantasy 7 style versus other Final Fantasy so Final Fantasy um, is a tradition, traditionally it's a turn based RPG and every game up until 7 from what I remember um, you know you'd have a black mage and black mages would use say fire, earth, you know, elemental uh, magic. You'd have a white mage that would deal with healing and you'd have the fighter that would deal with, you know, physical damage. You'd have, like, the... the um, oh, fucking no. Random other character. Or monk that would deal with, you know, physical damage. You'd have the swordsman or the knight that would, you know, use blades or whatever. The thief that was, you know, stealthy and all that kind of crap had, like, you know, high evasion stats and whatever. Final Fantasy VII threw that out the window, and eight did the same. Um, nine went back to the traditional Final Fantasy formula, which is why I think it's so shit. Because it was boring. Um, if you didn't like a character, if you needed a healer, you had to have the character in your team that healed, but even if you didn't like them, because that was what they were assigned. Um, eight was magical compared to seven in that not only did it bin off that you had to have specific characters in your party. It also binned off the idea that you would equip magic. 
So you would find a magical orb in Seven, and any character that had that orb equipped could use that magic. In Eight, it had this interesting... It was the junctioning system. It was an interesting system in that um, summoning spells, or guardians, which were summoning material in Seven... Uh, so you'd equipped a summoning material in Seven, and that would give you the power to this like almighty deity, like Ifrit, Shiva, Bahamut, whatever. Like this all-powerful god for a special attack that would do massive damage and, and all that. And you could maybe use it like, once or twice in a fight. In Eight, you could use these deities all the fucking time. Like, you could use it every turn if you wanted to. But, in equipping one of these gods, you would also be able to draw magic from your enemies. So you wouldn't just find magic. You wouldn't just get a spell and equip it and it was yours forever. You would have to go up to an enemy, you'd engage them in a random battle, in a fight, and then you'd select the draw mechanic, and that would allow you to absorb magic from your enemies. And so you could use the magic that you stockpiled so if you, let's say you wanted fire, and you didn't find any enemies that had the fire magic, you couldn't fucking use it. And if you only drew, say, six of them, and you used all six, they were gone. You didn't get any more. You had to find them. So, there, you know, you had to do a bit of resource management in it. It was a really fun, neat little system that they binned off for every other Final Fantasy game since. Mm. Um, you could even increase your character's stats by equipping magic. So, you know, you could if your guardian force had the ability to equip uh, or junction magic to health, equipped healing magic to your character's health stat, and all of a sudden your health went fucking through the roof. You didn't have to grind anymore, you just had to fucking pull more magic from your enemy. Um, it was really neat. I, it's a, a hard one to explain RPGs over, you know, over a podcast without spending hours and hours and hours going over every little detail, but the remaster is it's beautiful. I had a few criticisms of it initially, because Final Fantasy VIII is a PlayStation 1 game. I was like, wow, the, the world map looks pretty shit. The characters look okay, but oh man, I remember it looking way better than this back in the day. Only to then look at side-by-side comparisons and I realised they've done a wonderful, a fantastic job uh, bringing this game to the to the modern age. Like characters that looked like they had horribly pixelated faces in the PlayStation One game were well, they, they looked like a PlayStation Two game in some areas. So it went from PlayStation One to PlayStation Two. Characters actually had faces rather than pixelated messes. Yeah. Um, you know, the the cutscenes were all re-rendered into like. I don't know, 720p. What it looks like they've done is they've taken the PC version because uh, they had the PlayStation version, the PC version came out in like 2000 or something like that and then they remade the PC version for Steam. It looks like they've used that and made some tweaks to put it on um, consoles and everything else for the remaster. It looks cracking. It plays brilliantly. The music is really nice. Um... Final Fantasy VIII is so horribly underrated. I think everyone should try it as long as they can figure out how to get onto a train. Um, <laughs> you know, 
It, no, honestly, I'd, I'd think, you know, I really bum Final Fantasy VII. I love Final Fantasy VII. It's a great game. I hate Final Fantasy IX. But playing it, I I really like eight. You see, the reason we had Final Fantasy VIII is we we had been involved in console gaming. We saw we had a Sega Mega Drive, and then we pre-ordered the PlayStation Two. Yeah, so fair jump. Oh God, yeah, yeah. You missed, you know, the you missed the PlayStation. You missed the Saturn. You missed. Yeah, we missed quite a lot. Yeah. So we picked up Final Fantasy VIII because before we went to PS2, because obviously PS2 was backwards compatible, there weren't many games going, so I thought we'll pick up some old games to play on it mm. until more newer games get released. And we went basically, PlayStation Magazine 2 mm. had a list in it of like, it's all like the, the, the top, top, games. top games from PlayStation 1 that they, want, they were looking forward to playing PlayStation 2. I thought, well, why don't we just use that as our basis, go through that list, pick what sounds like interesting, and mm. pick them. And, like, Silent Hill was on there, so I picked up Silent Hill. Resident Evil was on there. I picked up Resident Evil. Mm-hmm. Um, what else was on there? What we picked up. But one of the ones on there was Final Fantasy VIII. They mm. put down as, like, one of the best games of the PS1. Well, which is why they put Final Fantasy VIII over Final Fantasy VII or nine. but okay. But, yeah, we so we picked up um, to put to play on the PlayStation, which is why we... Got it. Metal Gear Solid was on there, so picked that up. Yeah, um, we've picked up quite a few. So it's all the, the classic games that we all play, yeah. which we play, was because they're the, all b- in this, the big ones. The big, the big yeah. ones. It's because they're all in this list. Hmm. That's why we picked them all up, and that's why we end up playing them all. Um, and then got stuck at trains, <laughs> and that that train isn't actually that late into the game. It's only like what four to oh, six hours. It was the in. first. It was first afternoon she was playing. Actually, got stuck sure. on the train. And yeah. then never played it again. Which is sad, actually, because the game really gets good after that. I'm sure it wasn't that hard to get on the train. No. I'm sure she was just being a bit... I'll put this nicely. A bit dippy? Yes. I was going to say dumb, but that felt a bit too harsh. But yeah, sure. a little bit dippy for getting on the train. Because I'm sure... I thought it can't be that complicated, but that was what she picked. So I'm if not she'd gonna... not played an RPG like that before, there was probably a trigger event that would allow her to go on to the train. If she didn't know those trigger events yeah. existed... You know, they could just be a character that just stood there forever and said no. Yeah. I mean, we got our PlayStation 2, but we forgot to buy a memory, memory card. card. We bought a memory card for PlayStation 2. Not for PlayStation 1. No. And we didn't have one. And so we we spent about a week playing these games, but couldn't, couldn't save. save. So we played the first bit of them. So we played Resident Evil about four or five times, like the first sort of few hours yeah about four or five times i had the same issue when i had a playstation one when i first got a playstation one uh my first my first purchase on playstation one was final fantasy 7 i already had like five other games that were bundled with the system they hated um some of them were all right but you know final fantasy 7 was the one that i really wanted to play but i didn't have a fucking memory card memory cards back then were expensive so it was a case of like I'll play the opening mission like 15 times. I'll leave the console on overnight. And this was back in the days when I was so young that I lived with my parents. So, you know, you leave the console on, the time is clocking up, and then all of a sudden you go to school, you come back, and your parent had turned off the system or whatever, and you're just like, no! That's when you literally stuck on, freaking out. Because um, they promised you they wouldn't turn it off, but they did. Um, God, that was, a, that was a nightmare. But obviously by the time Final Fantasy VIII came out, I had like 50 memory cards and... Yeah, you know, I was addicted to the series and that, but um, she, I reckon you guys should. Your sister plays PlayStation Four, right? Yeah, the remaster is on PlayStation Four. It looks phenomenal. 
for what it is, at least for the, for what they had to work with. Apparently, they I'll, redid all I'll, the. Um... I'll try and convince the plaque, but they're very snobby when it comes to games. Mm. They tend to only like, really want to play the newish games. Fair enough. They're very, very. It's very, well, very rare tasting games. To 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 help them out a little bit, there are kind of cheaty modes that will give you like unlimited money and uh, fluff like that. And that's part of what they've done with a lot of the remasters. So you can have unlimited money, max stats speed up the game time so you can like run three times the speed and all that kind of stuff so you can literally I, just enjoy I the would, story I would, I would say I'd appreciate because Final Fantasy games are a bit of a commitment yeah well because you played base Final Fantasy 7 didn't you I not, did although I did hack it um, using cheat engine because I just wanted to learn the story and I was getting fed up with all the random battles yeah so, so you turned off the random battles but then you could no it didn't turn off what I did was I got cheat engine and I got to scan so basically, you get how so you can like set one hit kills on all the enemies and stuff like that. Sort of. So cheat engine, how it works is all it does is basically scan your memory. So you run cheat engine. So let's say, for example, you get to do a you you turn which exe you're using, and you hmm. just you turn to scan the memories. It scans all the menus. At this point, you're in a battle. Okay, you're in a battle. Yeah. Scans all the memory locations. You then search those locations for like the various health points you look at like the hit points of the enemies because that's stored as a number somewhere of course you search for those once you've you then turn to you then like you'll go and say attack one of them and cause some damage the number drops you then you then do another search for that number again which you eventually drops. find the variable that uh... you find the variables there's like so you find the three variables and of course they map the same once you found it you can like save it and save the profile so every single time so i can have like enemy one enemy two enemy three health mm. and then if i go on a random battle like, i can't be asked to fight so i just alt tab out to cheat engine set all their the health button. set all their health bars to one go back in and They'd still, because also the game had pulled the memory. It, number it shows you was initially was what it just pulled from memory. Yeah, it wasn't like their current health. You go attack them and just obliterate them because you may only score like ten points. Which damage is risk. probably wise considering some of the fights in Final Fantasy take fucking forever. Yeah, so that's what I ended up doing. Um, interesting thing I learnt because I just had my character's health on there. So if a character's getting ill, I could actually go and say, right, my character's now got a billion health. Oh, winner! But actually, interesting, it wouldn't let you do it. It would only let you go up to their maximum health. Okay, so you've so set nine, it, nine, it would nine, store, nine. it'd set it in, it'd sit in their memory, but the second they took some damage, it'd, it'd just calculate it based on and the maximum yeah, health. Okay, yeah, sure. Yeah. We set it set on the, based yeah. on the stat. What was interesting was, when you, cause you could watch this, because I had a second mod, I could watch these figures change as the mm. game is playing. And what I've learned about Final Fantasy VII was, the game knows how much damage it's caused before it runs the animation. So when you know the enemy's doing his animation, he's doing all this sort of stuff and what have you and so forth, before it even happens, the numbers have already dropped down memory. Oh, neat. So you, the game works all out before it's even run the animation. Yeah, it makes sense, I suppose. Yeah, it does make sense, but it's just interesting to see. Yeah, oh, for it's sure. Like, it's like, I'm going to take 200 hit points. Oh, there it is. There it uh, is. Yeah. Bastard. But, um, That's how I cheated at... Um, Final Fantasy 7 yeah. which in fairness Final Fantasy 7 is quite long winded I mean all Final Fantasy games are horribly long winded so the idea of being able to play for them quickly yeah. just to express all is quite the, appealing the, to me the new releases um, that have come out on consoles all have because they're all by .mu they all have like little mini kind of cheat engine style things built into them so like you can have infinite cards and uh, infinite magic and loads of money and max level and all that right, right off the bat just so you can enjoy the story and I think Final Fantasy has a reasonable story 
you know, I I like it. I I quite like the characters from it. Um, I like where it goes. It gets really fucking crazy out there at times, but it's it's neat. And they tried to do something different with Final Fantasy, which was nice too. Before they went back to uh, Final Fantasy Nine, where they all went, you know, Final Fantasy Six style, where everyone had to be. Oh, I don't like. I need a tank character, but the only tank character is this one, and he's a piece of shit. Mm. I liked having kind of you know characters that could be what the hell ever I wanted to be. That's a far best way to do RPGs, and it's far more interesting way to do RPGs. Yeah. You know, don't... I mean, there were some characters that were kind of like they kind of pushed you in that direction, but nowhere near as bad as say Final Fantasy Nine. Nine was like this guy's the best at this, and you need that character. If you hate him, tough. Yeah, basically, and that fucking ragged me off. No, I like, I like games that do that, where it's like, okay, the the person's abilities are sort of independent to their to them. Yeah. So it's like, okay, yes, we've we said that the person is going to be a healer, but do you know what? If you want to be like an archer, fine, then be an archer. It's not yeah, for sure. It's going to be just as good as any other archer, mm-hmm. um, or virtually no difference. Off you go. Yeah, I like much. games like that. I like games that just don't don't push you into that. Yeah, set. I mean, the the rad thing with eight is that you don't have to even worry about leveling up your characters as much. If you level up those guardians that I mentioned before, so, you know, you equip the guardian to the character, the guardian is the bit that literally dictates stats. You could have a whole new character that's weaker than all of your other characters. Like, if you've been grinding to level up characters, and you've, you've obviously, your guardians level up with your characters too, but every battle they get points. Um, you can junction, so you equip, let's say you equip the, the character that has, like, all the equip the guardian that has say health and strength and you've got a new character like oh this guy's so weak and they're gonna get wrecked equip that guardian to him trade over some magic and bam all of a sudden even though their levels are lower their stats are at the same level as as your other team level up your guardians even some of the harder bosses become a cakewalk the game even tells you these enemies are going to be kind of tough, but if you do this, hey, they're not a problem anymore. Yeah, nudge, nudge, wink, wink. Yeah, that that the junctioning mechanic is handy as fuck and will make grinding near non-existent. Um, it is just all about enjoying the really out there story, and they they have done an amazing job graphically with everything except the world map, from what I've seen. Um, the music is still good. Uh, there were occasionally bugs with the music. Apparently, the PC version had MIDI, whereas the the PlayStation version had like CD quality audio. The remakes had MIDI audio to start with, and now they have the PlayStation audio. Um, it looks so much better. They have censored a few things, uh, and and corrected a few things from the original releases, but nothing super hardcore. No, uh, nothing that really ruins the story or anything. I know some people would be upset. Uh, when I realised they changed a few things, I was like, oh, that's not the same. But realistically, it doesn't impact the experience any. I no. mean, people will probably have different thrills playing the remakes versus the originals, but, you know, all in, the story is still the same. Um, it's worth the play, and it's only yeah. 15 bucks, and it's on PlayStation 4, Xbox, you know, Switch, PC, anything you could possibly want to play it on. And it plays well. It's a classic. And I'm glad they fucking bothered to bring it out when they lost the code because they couldn't be bothered to back it up for silly fanboyish reasons. 
Yeah, that didn't really sell the game, no, any. No, no. No, no. I can't... Trouble is, you can't explain a big-ass RPG like that in a simple aspect. I think so, and I think you, you did a fair job. It's, not, it's a good game that people need to play. The music's cool. good. Graphics are good. Cheat engine's all right. <laughs> not that I've used it yet. I've tried to play it raw, but... Um, it's fun. Anyway, moving Listen. on. Fuck it. Go on. Um... That's about it, really, oh. I'd say, because I need to... Go to sleep. You're fading I, fast. I, I am fading fast. I've got an hour's drive ahead of me yet. Motherfucker. Just be so, careful. I'll it? be very, very careful. So I need to go, basically. <laughs> so, very much watching up in the Suffolk Ram. Skazius. Uh We look forward to seeing you in a fortnight's time on episode 134. Oh, God. And Skaz will have an announcement, and yes. all will be revealed. And I'll be wearing a suit. I'll be wearing a suit. I'll be wearing a suit. So, I, we might be calling my lawyer by the end of it. So <laughs> I've got students, so I'm effectively your lawyer. Yeah, oh, well, there you go. Then you can be my lawyer for this one. Good job. No. So, thank you for watching, everybody. See you then. Take it easy, guys. Bye. Yo! Watch as the audio sucks. <laughs> yes. Because I'm wedged in, my belly's been rubbing up against this table the whole <laughs> time. I'm hoping that's a vibe. I'm hoping my belly's the fact that like a damper. <laughs> Are you all going to get all that noise through? I wouldn't be funny if you got all my gurgling. That'd be funny if you got like random fart sounds and that come through the microphone. Yeah. Oh, I've ruined it now!